Christmas. I've been waiting for you. You know, Christmas is always my favorite time of year. And I'm glad you're here in my living room to enjoy it. <laughs> Mrs. Claus must have made the cocoa this year. <laughs> now, the wrestling life. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. Hey everybody, it's the Wrestling Life episode 322. It is Christmas week, 2022. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week. And as always, so many things we can't talk about on the first and the only wrestling podcast. Well, it's the holiday season. And Uncle Howdy is here. <laughs> he sure is. Uncle Howdy debuted on SmackDown this past week. Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy are two different people. We've been led to believe. How do you feel about this uh, Russell Crap entry? <laughs> well, that was kind of what I was thinking is. I, wouldn't you expect more pomp and circumstances for it for the big reveal of this character we've been building up like I would hate it no matter what just to be clear but like he just kind of waddled on out and they played a, a guy laughing the sound of a guy laughing over the PA while the man and the uncle howdy mask attempted to shimmy his shoulders as if he were the one doing the laughing uh, and then, uh, you know, we got to do some some acting with with Bray and uh, and and L.A. Knight. Um, I, I just I was I was kind of uh, amused by the lack of it. It was just, well, you're Uncle Howdy. And then, no, I'm not. And then Uncle Howdy walks out and the laugh plays like they didn't give him spe- really special lighting or any of those wacky things that the fiend got. It's just, he just came, came out on the stage and did a little chuckle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm sure the people that like this stuff liked that and I'm happy for them, but I thought it was even by the standards, not only is it poor from like a storytelling standpoint, like all Bray Wyatt things are. Uh, I also thought it was uh poor from like a production value uh, standpoint. So uh, there's, there's a lot of smoke. There's mm-hmm. a lot of smoke, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's about it. Yeah, pretty. Uh, I thought, yeah, even by Bray Wyatt standards, I thought this was underwhelming. Let me ask you this: Would you rather there be a lot of this, or would you rather see Bray Wyatt wrestle? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think maybe Bray Wyatt had a good wrestling match once. Don't you think? I think John Cena got a few good matches out of him. Yeah. I feel like he and Roman maybe had a some kind of street fight or something that was pretty good. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I think generally speaking, I would say I don't think they would make 
the shows better if he wrestled more. <laughs> so you may have uh, you may have me at an impasse here. <laughs> uh, you have broken me on the wheel of logic, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm really not sure. That's I mean, I asked. I don't ask from a gotcha kind of thing. <laughs> I just I'm like, you know, I don't know if I would rather all of this horrible television or a lot of bad matches. I don't know. Yeah, like, he came out as Wyndham Rotunda and the the hard nosed grappler. Uh, would that be better? I don't know. Um, people seem to like him <laughs> inherently, um, so maybe they would be more into his matches than they are the average SmackDown match. Uh, not that it matters because they'll just turn on the hair dryer sound effect either way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I just think of that reaction he got when he first came back and it was like the loudest reaction anybody in a U.S. wrestling show at least got all year. And I was listening to the crowd during that segment and uh, they were not they were not going wild for the reveal of Uncle Howdy. They were not. Uh, maybe has anyone pointed out to anyone that the name Uncle Howdy is very stupid? I'd like to think so. Okay. Uh, but then again, it's he's they've been using that name for like eight weeks now. Yeah. So that would that would tell you that uh, somebody disagrees with our assessment of the name Uncle Howdy. Is Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt going to have a match at some point? <laughs> we got a headline. Certainly implied. Headline a pay-per-view with, I don't know, Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt. Or Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt against L.A. Knight and somebody. It, it seems it seems likely, yes. Is Uncle Howdy going to wrestle in the mask? I hope so. That would probably make if we could have if we could have none of this Gaga, but Bray Wyatt would wrestle in the Uncle Howdy mask. I think that's our that's our magic formula for me enjoying Bray Wyatt on on WWE television. Do we think that it was Bo Dallas in the Uncle Howdy mask, or do we think it was just a dude? Um, uh, that's a I, yeah, I don't know. But they fly him to TV just to. And risk potentially if they think this is going to be some big reveal in another month or two, would they risk flying him in just for that, or would they get like an extra to play him for? Again, I don't have a lot of answers here. <laughs> I'm just spitballing. <laughs> like, what is the what is the re- big reveal supposed to be? Like, what? Uh, I don't know. People think there's like he's collecting like. I don't. I have no idea what's going on. Right. Alexa People think that Lady Fiend again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Necky Kroos is making references to sanity. Yes. And Eric Young is on his way back in at the very least. So people think maybe that'll be tied in at some point. Sure. Uh, and then again, <laughs> I always ask, what wrestling match is this leading to? Yes. Uh, and the answer is uh, usually not. I usually don't get an answer to that. <laughs> well, it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus someone. And <laughs> it's probably not Roman Reigns. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> That's a non-starter. <laughs> Bray Wyatt versus someone not interested. 
Oh man, a lot of bad, a lot of bad, a lot of bad. Is the honeymoon over with Papa H? Feels like we're getting a little restless, doesn't it? I don't know if it's just because the the sameness of the television, or just that people, you know, a lot of people came back and they're just kind of hanging around and not they're not really uh, plugged into big storylines or anything. I don't, uh, I don't know. It feels like maybe we're getting a little more restless. The good stuff is still good. You still have Sami Zayn on every show with the Usos and whoever, but uh, you know, <laughs> that, that act can't carry. They did actually try to get that act to carry the whole two hour show uh, or three hour show. It's past Monday, but uh, yeah, they suddenly decided the, that the bloodline were the NWO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on this past Monday's Raw. And it's like, uh, I, I don't, this doesn't feel right. I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the program. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's worth, it was worth a swing. It was different, but I, yeah, I don't think it quite connected because I don't really feel like there should be any point in which this Sami Zayn character is portrayed as like a badass. Yes. Or as being like, Pulled pulled apart from a fight with someone, sure. Um, but you know it was it was worth a shot, and uh, but yeah, I I just uh, I just yeah yeah I feel like the television in general is I keep coming back to. I don't think it's bad. I just don't find it particularly engaging. There are some things I think are bad, like you know this this Ms. Dexter Loomis thing is going to continue. Oh, it's the worst. Um. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's, um, it's really bad, right? And and the Bray Wyatt stuff, and pretty much everything Ronda Rousey's done since she's been back. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot. There is bad things on this show, but I wouldn't say overall I find the shows to be bad. Mm-hmm. I just find them not engaging. That's that's fair. I think that I think that there have been some actively bad shows. I think this past week's <laughs> Raw was an actively bad show. Fair. Uh, as I pointed out, I was uh, talking to you during the show, and I'm like, dude, this crowd was dead 10 minutes into the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you pointed out, uh, and I said, uh, you know, Seth Rollins kind of got a reaction when he came out at the top of the whatever hour it was, 9 or 10 o'clock or whatever. And you're like, uh, this crowd had to sit through a two-segment Good Brothers match and a two-segment Ms. Dexter Loomis ladder match. <laughs> the fact that they stayed for the they stayed for the rest of the show should be considered a victory. <laughs> We're not sending our best. <laughs> it's not the best and brightest out there. No. Uh, so we were trying to figure out this past this past Monday. We were trying to figure out. All right, they're running two house shows next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell are they, and what the hell are they doing for Raw? And it's like, well, they're not double taping tonight. What the hell are they doing for Raw? And it's like <laughs> maybe they're just going to send a camera crew to MSG, and it's like, no, MSG's a SmackDown show. And it's like, well, they're going to send a camera crew to Columbus, Ohio, and just tape mm-hmm. the house show and air that. And it's like, no, they are punting. They're doing a best of show. <laughs> much like we are next week that's right (laughs) they're doing a best of show no monday night no new monday night raw 
Has there ever been a Raw that wasn't like some sort of new content? Some of those pandemic ones. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, but even to your point, even those had like a couple of live promos or something, and then they would show like half of a previous year's WrestleMania or something. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Right. Because like Nitro would do a show like this usually at the end of the year. Yeah. But Raw generally does. I mean, there was that year a couple of years ago, they ran live on Christmas, for God's sake. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was kind of surprised. And then it's like, well, we're giving people. Ideally, it would be like, oh, well, we're we're giving it so that people don't have to travel on Christmas. But they do because they're running two uh, separate branded house shows on the Monday anyway. So. If everybody's on the road anyway, I guess you're giving the camera crews <laughs> Christmas home with their family. Like it's a, it doesn't have to be as many people as far as, you know. Well, and in theory, you can fly out Monday morning and you can be at home yeah. all day on Sunday. But mm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fascinating decision. So they've loaded up the December 30th Smackdown and the January 2nd Raw. And on the December 30th, SmackDown, John Cena's wrestling. His first and only match of the year, John Cena and uh, Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Big match. Yeah, I'm, I am. That is the most excited I have been at the end of a SmackDown in like two years. <laughs> I think <laughs> when Cena popped on the screen and did a cell phone promo. For 30 seconds, I was like, oh my God, this show has so much life to it now. <laughs> like, yeah, it turns out he's one of the most, you know, when you put one of the most charismatic guys of the last 30 years on camera, uh, he's good at that. And he's good at getting people excited. But I mean, it wasn't like a, a real serious, you know, sh shove the show, go home promo. But it was just, it was fun and he was light and wacky. And, and then he plugged the match and hey, we got a big time main event for uh, for SmackDown and and uh, it uh, it keeps Cena's streak alive of having wrestled once at least every year since 2002 in WWE or whatever. Yeah. Uh, did you think, as I did, that uh, John had a neck like a stack of dimes? I did. I thought he looked like he had <laughs> dropped some weight. For uh... someone told him, like you can't be like a real leading man in Hollywood if you're that big. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. Maybe he's just uh, stopped taking special vitamins. Oh, could me. be. Yeah. Either, <clears throat> excuse me. Either way, uh, John Cena coming back and wrestling on SmackDown is a good. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said. It's it's it was exciting. Feels like there's life to the show. We're building to something. <laughs> yes. Very exciting to have something to look forward to on a wrestling show, as it turns out. Um, and then you would assume I, I don't think Cena is going to wrestle for, at the Rumble or anything, but maybe you set up a direction for, you know, Owens and Roman at uh, at the Rumble, which seems to be, I guess, where we're headed, because it's not like there's anybody else ready <laughs> for uh, for Roman to wrestle, assuming yeah. Roman defends the belt on that show. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to get another, another, Kevin and, another Kevin and Sammy WrestleMania match. 
probably oh, i was that's actually what i was gonna ask i was like do you think do you do the the horseman beat down on sammy before mania and then you do like him and kevin against the usos for the tag titles or mm-hmm. do you or do you do the horseman or does he lose to kevin owens at wrestlemania again and uh and then you do the turn after the match and you do like the randy savage and elizabeth reunion well, I think we just need to start doing some stuff, uh, regardless one way or the other. If it were me, I, I think there's a there's a fine line between um, hot shotting and uh, just making your shows interesting. And these mm-hmm. shows aren't very interesting. So once in a while, you know, maybe once a week or so on my wrestling program, I would uh, I'd shoot an angle. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I'm thinking, you know. Maybe let's go ahead and uh, pull the trigger on that, uh, you know, the night after the Royal Rumble or whatever. In a perfect world, I would say, let's go ahead and get through Mania first. And then, like, on the first show after Mania, you do the Horseman Beatdown. Mm-hmm. But um, just because nothing ever happens on these shows, I would I would advocate for <laughs> something to happen sooner. <laughs> And they do have that pay-per-view in Montreal, which I just assume Roman is not working. So you yeah. could do you could do Sammy versus Kevin on that show. You could yeah, do Sammy. if you do the turn before then, you could do Sammy and Kevin against the Usos on that show. There's a lot yeah. of things you could do if yeah. you do the turn sooner, or just do any any damn thing really. Yeah, that's in fact accurate. Um, okay, we've covered WWE. AEW Dynamite had a uh, pretty standard show this week, except they had the uh, they had the women's title main event, Jamie Hayter and Hikaru Shida. What'd you think of Dynamite this week? Well, it was a pretty good show. It was definitely a uh, uh, bang bang. Everything is every segment is uh, very quick, moving to the back type of show, as you might expect from AEW. But what? I thought. Most of the segments were good, <laughs> and uh, I uh, I liked. I'm not overjoyed about Ricky Starks getting into a feud with Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho's feuds tend to last for six months, and the person he's feuding with never really seems to be any more over uh, by the time they're done. But uh, you know, we'll see. I thought the segment itself was pretty good. Um, <laughs> The uh, I had a ball with that swerve segment. I know people were crapping on it, but I thought it was ridiculously entertaining. Like maybe not for the reasons it was supposed to be entertaining, <laughs> uh, but between uh, Rick Ross saying saying naughty words uh, unbleeped <laughs> on TBS and his just sort of running commentary of everything, uh, and then to and then uh, Parker Bordreau and some guy. <laughs> Yes, showing up and fighting Keith Lee and the crowd being so bewildered and then ultimately they did get the crowd at the end because Swerve stomped a a, a gimmicked cinder block into, into uh, Keith's chest. So they did end on a high note, but I thought that segment was wildly entertaining uh, despite it being maybe a little bit off the rails in, in certain points. Parker um, Parker B- Bordeaux Boudreaux board the big guy is um he looks like a giant toddler to me (laughs) like a six foot four top toddler um it's like a baby brock lesnar 
And uh, I thought he threw some of the worst punches I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Um, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was, uh, it was entertaining because it was so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things where I get why they shaved his head in NXT. Sure. Trying anything to make this guy look older. I'm guessing he can't grow a beard. <laughs> um. So. Like I kind of get it now, looking at him and yeah, in his little cutoff hoodie, he does in fact look like a weird giant baby. But uh, yeah, I, like I, I just thought I don't, I don't necessarily think that Swerve is the type of guy that you need to immediately slot in a faction. But I guess just everybody's in a faction <laughs> in AW. So um, hey, they do a lot of six man matches, so it gives it gives everybody natural partners for those matches, I guess. But. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily know that you need to give Swerve like a heavy or two heavies in this case, but I don't know. Overall, I really like Swerve. I'm excited for a Swerve and Keith Lee feud. And uh, especially if we can get more of, of Rick Ross on the show because he's wonderful. <laughs> Swerve is the coolest guy on the show. He really is. Like of all the people they picked up from WWE <laughs> in the last uh, in the last year, not you know, directly from WWE. I think he's uh, easily, easily one of the best ones, if not the best one they picked up. But uh, yeah, and then I thought the main event was good. Crowd wasn't really into it like a main event match at first, but they got him by the end, which was cool to see. And uh, I thought they, they did, as advertised, just beat the tar out of each other. <laughs> and uh, and then Jamie Hader won. And you got the big rundown. You got uh, you got uh, your friend Tony Storm returning, and uh, her and Soraya standing tall with uh, with uh, Sheeta. So it was a fun way to end it. And uh, you know, it's a it was a good chance. I think one. I think this is a match that I don't know deserves is a weird world, but like I think I think it makes sense for this match to go on last. Plus, it's a holiday week. I think everybody expected the rating to be down anyway. Yeah. So. It's also like a, a week to score some points with uh, you know the stopwatch police who check how many minutes of women's wrestling there are on every show. Yes, um, and it was a good match, and it delivered it as a main event. So thumbs up to everybody. It was it was a good a good time overall. Um, and I didn't I didn't I thought this was maybe the weakest of the elite. Uh, death triangle matches but it was also just because it was a tornado garbage match so it was kind of a cluster f by design i guess i suppose i was wondering why the heck they were all wearing shirts and it's like oh they got barbed wire Mm -hmm. Um, now it makes sense okay they had a christmas tree and they had barbed wire but they did not have a barbed wire christmas tree so missed opportunities yeah so uh as far as um the demographics who watched animate this week, many eighteen to forty nine were down thirteen percent. They were up slightly in overall viewers, uh, and uh, they were down slightly in eighteen to forty nine, and uh, the decline was in many eighteen to forty nine. So I guess we won't know until the quarter hours come out how well the uh, the ladies did at holding the audience, but um. A lot of misogynists watching that program, it would seem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, well, uh, only 
surprisingly it was the the older crowd were the ones that were into it but maybe they were into it for different reasons yeah rebel was out there Ugh, i guess see that rebel is very popular with that demographic <laughs> jim ross yes yeah that's what i meant <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah uh miro miro and aew have heat it's wonderful it's a lot of hot goss going around lana did an interview where she said everybody goes back to wwe Rusev Day is never going to die. Whatever. <laughs> like it's Hulkamania or something. <laughs> Rusev Day will never die, says CJ Perry. <laughs> and uh, Miro reportedly rejected some creative plans for a match that he would have had at full gear. He last wrestled at All Out. And, um, and uh, apparently he... Uh, he and a fair amount of people that come in from WWE don't want to do no jobs. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, hey, what if you? I'm I'm pretty much in favor of people telling the office to stick it, brother. Sure, under under any circumstances. Um. And in this case, it's like, yeah, that's one of the only pieces of leverage you have if someone has you under contract for three years is just going, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. No, nah, I don't want to put this person over or I don't think that would be good for me. Uh, I mean, Tony could because I mean, unless Tony tries to get them in a legal dispute and be like, legally, you have to be here and fulfill your contract and lose to this person or, you know. Tony's got deep pockets. He can just pay a guy to sit at home for three years if that's what if the guy doesn't want to do no jobs. Uh, so I'm, I think this is kind of win-win for everybody. <laughs> yeah, Unless yeah. you liked seeing Miro on your television. But yeah, he seemed like a guy who he was pretty happy when the storyline was he had a belt and was beating everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when that changed, and I know there were some injuries, but he was also... Because I saw, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp said that as of, he had gotten hurt at the end of last year, but as of like February, he was healthy. And which I believe Miro sent off a tweet to uh, to Dave Meltzer asking, can you explain what uh, what happened between January and June then or something like that? Um, as to, I guess, why he wasn't on TV for the first half of the year. <laughs> right before he started refusing jobs. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's the, uh, so there was another few months that are unaccounted for, for why he was just sitting at home, but maybe there was already a feeling that, well, maybe they just didn't have anything for him or maybe they didn't, you know, maybe the things they had for him, he wasn't happy about. And, who knows? But I, 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 uh, in general, I'm kind of a fan of anybody <laughs> just going, nah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to lose. I hope it was in, in the style of, uh, of HBK and he just sort of like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy, just announced, I will no longer be doing jobs <laughs> in the middle of the locker room. <laughs> Sean Michael Scott, he got a name check on Dynamite this week. Yes, and a little, a little chant for him. I wasn't sure if if AEW fans would boo him since he's the NXT guy now, but thankfully not. 
I think he's I think his legend status is protected. But it is interesting how much that Brian Danielson uh, promo they they're still name checking Regal even though he's gone, which I kind of thought. I guess he's still <laughs> technically there for a few more days, but he's the main character in AEW. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. Just the fascinating. star of the show, William Regal. <laughs> Always just off screen. What would be great <laughs> is if he's if he if they just pretended he still worked there, and they're like, "Yes, William Regal, who's standing behind that refrigerator box over there." Uh, he said that, <laughs> and then you just do that for <laughs> for like three years. Excuse me. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but anyway, back to Miro. Yeah, no, I like I said, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty into the idea of a guy just saying yeah. f you f you i'm going home but i do wonder if we're in the point where tony's not letting anybody out of their contracts either at least without some kind of no compete agreement uh i don't know what your options are dude because if unless you're feeling as well tony won't be spiteful and add time to your contract or he can't because officially you're not you're not home because you're hurt or home because you refused you guys just couldn't come to an agreement. So he told you to stay home or whatever, whatever the finer points of that would be. But yeah, so it's, it's a calculated risk <laughs> on Miro's part, but, uh, but I kind of love it. I don't know. It's very old school. It is. It is that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We are coming up on. New Japan's biggest show of the year at the beginning of the year, Wrestle Kingdom. We can chat about this card real quick. Okada and Jay White main eventing for the IWGP title on the Inoki Memorial Show. I am assuming that Okada is going over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega. About four years ago, this match would have been absolutely insane. I trust that it will still be some measure of insane, but everybody's a little bit older and a little bit more injured now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think there's still there will still be a a aura to the match, but yeah, it is one of those generational. And they have wrestled before, but not on a large stage, and not as you said when they were sort of either one was at their peaks. So, but yeah, it'll still be good. IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Taiji Shimori has been champion since the Nixon administration <laughs> is defending against Hiromu Takahashi, El Desperado, and Mastrolato in a four-way. Doesn't really matter who wins. No. Uh, they just need to get I would the... assume Hiromu would because that just feels like a safe bet. <laughs> it he is. is the, he is the king of the juniors forever. It is. He really needs to be a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um and it's fake, guys. So you can uh, you just say he weighs 200 pounds. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Trio's match. Kijimuto's last match in New Japan. I think I pronounced his name in as bizarre a way as possible. But uh, Muda is teaming with Tanahashi and Shota Umino against Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Fine. Uh, never open weight title Tamatanga versus the champion WWE's Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Fascinating. 
so happy you know i was worried that there wouldn't we wouldn't be able to hit our quota of um one and three quarter star matches on this show but the machine gun is coming so don't have to worry about that yep zach saber jr and ren narita for the to crown the first ever tv title uh the tv champion we need more titles that's a good idea really yeah uh ftr Versus Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. FTR and Yoshihashi in the same match. Tremendous. It's like if you created a match that was designed to upset me. (laughs) FTR versus Goto and Yoshihashi doesn't do it for you? No, thank you. I like Goto fine, but the other three for different (laughs) reasons. FTR because I don't like them as people. And (laughs) Yoshihashi because he's a bad professional wrestler he's not even bad he's fine (laughs) that's the worst part there's nothing interesting about him if he was bad he'd be interesting that's that's fair uh Kyrie making the first defense of the iwgp women's championship defending against tam nakano and uh, this is where sasha banks i assume is going to make an appearance and challenge Kyrie, and then we'll be off to the races uh, for San Jose in the United States in February is what I'm guessing on that. Makes sense to me. That's I mean, that feels like the thing with the most buzz, without a doubt, coming into this. Like you would think maybe Osprey and and uh and Kenny would be, but I I think by far it's it's is Sasha gonna show up and, and where's she gonna have her first match feels like the 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 talk of the town, so to speak. Yeah, so PW Insider says she's already in Japan. So I'm not sure about that, but uh, usually they know. <laughs> yeah. They, they know when plane tickets have been bought. So maybe they know already. Um, yeah. Uh, wonderful that the, the rumor is she's getting more than 100 grand a shot. I don't remember if we covered this last week or not, but I more think than Jericho. Briefly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Jer- love that she's getting paid more than Jericho, too. Jericho had to immediately issue a statement. And say, actually, my deal was really good, and people don't know all about you know the bonuses I got. <laughs> like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, out of the deal, out of the deal. Definitely not gotten to. Okay, no, Noted. not specifically not gotten to by Sasha Banks. Never been gotten to by Sasha Banks before. Right. Um, let's see. TJP and Francesco Akira defending the junior tag titles against Yo and Leo Rush. Sure, why not? Still Leo... got those junior titles, huh? Yeah, still got them. Leo, uh, New Japan, the only promotion he's never had a problem with. Him and Rocky must get along, huh? I suppose but Rocky must understand him in a way that, uh, Paul and Vince and, and Tony and whoever else never have. The Leo Rush Whisperer. <laughs> what do you know about that? Uh, the Inoki Memorial match on the pre-show. Tatsumi Fujinami teaming with Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask against Togi Makabe, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata. So Suzuki's stable is disbanding, and here he's teaming with two babyface legends. I um I don't know, but I am assuming Suzuki is pretty much done here as a full timer, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they kind of for the last twelve to eighteen months have kind of been phasing him down anyway. 
And I think maybe he'll continue to do a lot of international dates as he has over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as like being a touring regular with New Japan, I just get the sense that uh, this is uh, their way of uh, politely giving him a gold watch and, and shoving him off. You're officially part of the New Japan Grandpa Club now. <laughs> yes, that's that's uh, that's my belief. Yeah, a, I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I figured with them them winding Suzuki, it was just kind of out of nowhere. He's like, "Yeah, Suzuki Gun's done now." <laughs> yeah, uh, and they did some some six mans uh, and stuff on the, on the last few shows of in December here to. Uh, to send them off on a high note, but yeah, they have their last Suzuki Gun versus Suzuki Gun match on Friday morning's show, and that's their their last match as a stable. They'll wrestle each other mm-hmm. <laughs> in the main event. Well, you know, like yeah, I, I mean, Suzuki's he's not a young man, and hey, if I can like fly to America and and do the match I saw him have with Tony Deppin at that New Japan Strong <laughs> taping. Which was awesome for the record, but it was the other guy hits him, elbows him fifteen times, and he yells and laughs, and then he hits one strike, and then he does a pile driver and a sleep, you know, the sleeper and the pile driver and wins. I'd be looking for that. <laughs> I'd be looking for that to be my regular gig too, if I were him. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's New Japan Rambo on the show to uh, decide. I think the final four participants in the Rambo will then wrestle on New Year Dash for to uh, become the KOPW 2023. And then uh, Royohe Oywa versus Bolton Oleg is, is, the, uh, is the, the kickoff match. <laughs> All the stars are here. <laughs> it's... This is listed on New Japan's website as a three-minute time limit. (laughs) This must be a misprint. It must be a 30-minute time limit. You would hope so. But I (laughs) think a three-minute time limit would be... (laughs) (laughs) For a guy having his first match, maybe that's the way to go. But uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that's that's, kind of gone around the world here. And uh, let's see, is there anything else that... uh, that uh we need to cover no i think that uh that about does this for for topical current current week wrestling topics for the year well i guess we didn't touch on riddle um, oh yeah as we wrap up here um speaking i kind of i was going to try to tie that to miro and then i forgot ah. uh so riddle wwe has apparently changed their three strikes policy because they don't want guys purposely one, they're in a wrestling war, and two, they don't want guys purposely getting strikes so they could get fired. <laughs> so they no longer have a three strikes and you're out policy and are handling drug test failures differently, which I guess explains why Riddle being sent to rehab. Uh, I, I don't know why they have or haven't announced whatever it is that is going on with Riddle. And, um, yeah, so Miro uh, <laughs> doesn't want to go out and do any jobs in WWE or in AEW, and uh, WWE is no longer uh, 
giving guys strikes um, because they don't want them to fail drug tests on purpose to get fired. But I guess <laughs> Riddle being sent to rehab and not suspended or whatever the case may be, that's, I guess, what's going on with WWE's wellness policy. Yeah, um, I, I believe there were also some some further allegations against Mr. Riddle this week. Um, I just, it's my job, and I somehow missed that. What? Yeah, there's, uh, I believe, another uh, uh, woman posted. Some oh. videos. I think it might be someone that's spoken up before, but there were, I guess, new allegations of uh, of abuse against him. Oh. Uh, this week, and uh, you know, he's uh, look, guy has kids. I hope they are okay. I don't think they live with him so they're probably fine um but uh you know seems like a guy who he's 37 you know not that it would any of this would be acceptable if he was you know 25 but he's a 37 year old man and uh that's the way he's he's chosen to live his life it's kind of pathetic and again i'm not gonna pretend he isn't talented or he isn't entertaining i know that's a fun thing to do when you don't like someone on a personal level to pretend they also suck at whatever they do in the entertainment field, but I don't think so. I think he's, I think he's really good wrestler. (laughs) I think he's very entertaining, but just by all accounts, not a, not a good person and and not on a good path. So, but Hey, at least, uh, at least he doesn't have to worry about any strikes on the wellness policy. Yeah. So there's that. Um, all right. Now I think we covered everything. Um, so, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Happy uh, happy holidays. We'll, we will have shows the next couple of weeks, but they will be uh, less less uh, topical and more evergreen, as we like to say. Mm, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> practicing. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no spoilers, but uh, uh, you guys are in for some uh, some fun looks back at the year that was. All right. Well, Till next time, everyone, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Happy holidays. for listening don't forget to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts now here are this week's bonus features you know what i figured out that i'm great at this week Mm, what's that i'm really great when uh usually it's an older person but anybody uh come in looking looking for a fight about something yeah and me and i'm I'm really good at shutting that down i don't yell louder i don't laugh at them i just i just go oh well wow okay uh-huh and they get nothing out of it because what people like that I find want is a story that they can go tell uh, whoever later, right? About how they, you know, told off 
the the guy sitting behind the desk at the bank or something um or the guy in the grocery store or whatever uh but if you just like if you just go oh wow okay or oh well you know and you just kind of trail off and you give them nothing and you give them no emotion positive or negative they don't have a story and that makes them really upset <laughs> and that is how you win <laughs> with those types of people huh. you don't shout them down you uh-huh. don't them back. You don't give them the argument. You just give them nothing. Huh. <laughs> All right. I'm great at that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you discovered that about yourself. That's that's good to know. I um you gotta help me understand <laughs> uh-huh. Whether your aim is to win or your aim is to, um, I, I, I my aim <laughs> is so that if they try to tell the story to someone and they and they're all animated about it, and then they get to okay, and what did the person at the bank say? And they and he said, he goes, Oh, well, you know, and kind of trailed off or said, Okay, uh, then they sound insane. And uh, I sound like a normal person. That's generally what I'm going for, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, the kind of person that probably goes in and starts shouting <laughs> a shouting match at a bank. Um, yeah, they probably don't have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's just. You know, that's to me. That's that's the way to deal with people like that. There's, there's, there's Liam's uh, tips tips for life this week. They want a story. They want a story to tell. If you give them nothing, if you stand there stone faced and give them one word answers, there's no story in that. No real story anyway. I... Merry Christmas. I've been waiting for you. You know, Christmas is. Always my favorite time of year. And I'm glad you're here in my living room to enjoy it. <laughs> Mrs. Claus must have made the cocoa this year. <laughs> now, at Christmas time, we all have our favorite things, but mine is singing Christmas carols. My favorite Christmas carol, I'm a little embarrassed, but it's the the 12 days of Christmas. But I, I have something special for you because not only are we all going to do it together, I have the number one fan in the world of the Roddy Piper President Club. His name is Craig. Craig, come on in here. Hi, Craig. Hi Mr. Rowdy. Piper, <laughs> Mr. Piper. Roddy, Roddy. Yeah, Roddy. Roddy. You look great. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Merry Christmas. Thank you for coming. Let me say hello. Hi. Night, night. So what we're going to do is, is Grandma up? Okay, cool. Now, we're going to sing the 12 days of Christmas. Okay? Yeah. So are you going to start us yeah. out? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, just one more time. You did that twice in a row. That was good. Okay. <clears throat> On the first day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me a sleeper hole just for you. Gotta got live with more of these. 
On the second day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me two nipple twitters. That's gonna leave a mark. And a sleeper hold for you. Get up. You know, you know. Maybe we should just go to the end because Christmas will be gone by the time we get through the song and it's so much fun, okay? So get Granny up and, and, and let here we go. We'll just start at 12. On the 12th day of Christmas, Roddy Piper gave to me 12 headlocks, 11 kidney shots, 10 headbutts, just relax, 9 elbow smashes, 8 uppercuts, 7 low blows, 6 close lines, 5 Three chair shots. Two nipple twisties. And a sleeper hold just for you. Merry Christmas. May all your dreams come true. Welcome back, everybody. Look Welcome who's back. back. Regis is back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got a beautiful Christmas sweater on. And, but you listen, look at yours. You look like a perverted uncle. I do look like a perverted uncle. <laughs> it's true. I'm like creepy uncle for Christmas. <laughs> Very creepy guy. <laughs> Just play the music. Okay. Just play the One music. more Christmas song. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight Well, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird And here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland Let me take it, son In the meadow we can build a snowman yeah. Pretend that he is Parson Brown. What happened on that accent? He'll say, I am married. We'll say, no man. But well, you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire. Go reach. As we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Okay, get up and dance, son. He'll 
say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. Well, you could do the job when you're in town. And later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, yeah. A walking in a winter wonderland. Keep on keeping on. 